Chapter 1 of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Zara Dakwa. Dot and Tot of Maryland by L. Frank Baum. 1. Chapter 1. Roselawn. You should have seen Dot as she nestled among the cushions of the carriage on her way to the railway station with her father and governess, Miss Bombian. Her dainty white gown was covered with tucks and puffings and embroideries, as became the dress of the daughter of the wealthy banker who sat smilingly beside her. Her soft, braided white hat had a wide brim that drooped languidly over the pale little face beneath, and broad white ribbons drew down the brim until all the yellow curls were hidden away. Indeed, the only bits of color about Dot that showed were her deep blue eyes and rosy lips. Even these last were not so rosy as they should have been, for Dot was not in her usual good health, having been confined to the big city house during a long winter and a chill, uncomfortable spring. But, now that the flowers were blooming and the birds singing in the new-leaved trees, she was going, in charge of her governess, to pass the summer at Roselawn, a beautiful country home her father had recently purchased. "'You must try not to be lonely, dear,' said her father, as he held her little hand in his big strong one. "'I have told Miss Bombian to let you run and romp to your heart's content, so the roses may more quickly return to your pale cheeks.' Dot's eyes brightened. To run and romp as she pleased would indeed be a new experience to her and she was happy even to think of such delight. "'You will have no one but Miss Bombian for company,' continued her father, "'but there are plenty of servants, and I am told the grounds are in beautiful condition. In a few days, at most, sweetheart, I shall run down to see you, and then you can tell me how you like your new home. In the meanwhile, Miss Bombian will simply look after your comfort. There will be no lessons to bother you. All you must do is eat and sleep and play and to grow strong and rosy-cheeked again. Dot listened to all this with much pleasure, and decided she was about to have a fine holiday. Her real name, by the way, was Evangeline Josephine Freeland, but Mama and Papa had always called her Dot from the day she was born, so sometimes she almost forgot she had such a beautiful name as Evangeline Josephine. Dot's Mama was an invalid, and had been taken by her father, Dot's grandfather, you know, for a trip to Europe in search of better health, and so she had been forced to leave her little daughter to the watchful care of Miss Bombian. Mr. Freeland, although he loved Dot dearly, was a very busy man and could devote but little time to his child. So, sweetheart, he told her, you will be queen of Roselawn this summer, and I will come down once in a while to bow before your majesty's throne. What he really feared was that Dot might grow up weak and delicate as her mother was, but he did not tell the child this. He resolved, however, that if fresh air and healthy surroundings could give his little girl strength and health, they should be at her command, and therefore he had purchased Roselawn almost entirely on Dot's account. Before she realized it, Dot found herself at the railway station and aboard a parlor car, where her father gave her a long and loving farewell kiss. Then Mr. Freeland stood upon the platform and waved his hand to his daughter while the train slowly glided out from the station and began its journey into the sweet, fresh country. 
Roselon won the girl's heart at first sight. The cool but sun-kissed mansion seemed delightful after the stuffy, formal city house. It was built in a quaint yet pretty fashion, with many wings and gables and broad verandas on every side. Before it were acres and acres of velvety green lawns sprinkled with shrubbery and dotted with beds of bright flowers. In every direction were winding paths, covered with white gravel, which led to all parts of the grounds, looking for all the world like a map, Dot thought. From the first day of her arrival, Dot was all eagerness and joy. Miss Bombian fully obeyed her instructions to let the child run. Dot entered the house only to eat her meals, which she did with growing appetite, and then away she would romp to chase butterflies, visit the stables or poultry yard, or sit near the river bank and watch the driftwood float by. Sometimes a boat danced over the broad blue waters, and then Dot would jump up and down and clap her hands in ecstasy at the pretty sight. The river soon became her favorite resort, for the green banks and terraces before the house ran down to the water's edge. Miss Bombian passed her days in hammocks swung under a side porch, where she read a great many books and enjoyed herself in her own way. She did not bother to watch Dot, thinking the child could get into no mischief beyond a torn frock or a soiled face. One morning, having finished her breakfast and scampered out upon the lawn as usual, Dot chanced to notice a tiny path that led through a small opening in a high and thick hedge. She had never been in this direction before, and although she had often seen the hedge, she had not thought there was a way to pass through it. So a spirit of adventure came over her. I'll explore, said Dot to herself. Pat-pat-patter went the little feet on the gravel, and soon the busy hedge was reached and the opening passed. Then Dot stopped suddenly and looked around. A cozy little vine-covered cottage, nearly surrounded by blooming posies, was before her. From the doorway, however, a path led to Dot's feet, and sitting in the middle of this path, slowly piling pebbles into his broad-brimmed straw hat, was a little boy. End of one. Recording by Zara Dakwa.